0: Did we just become best friends? Yeah! One is a t-shirt queen, and the other is an SEO and web-developing ninja. And both of these squirrels are a little nuts. You're now listening to the More Gooder Ideas Podcast, a show for the small business hustlers worldwide, encouraging you to be your most authentic self. This is the place where your whole story matters. Come for the tips and stay for the fun. Now, your hosts, Angie Angie Patterson Patterson. and And Jay Jay Smith. Smith. Smith, 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 Smith. Recording, recording. We are live. Okay. All right. So, a minute ago, I had remembered what we were going to talk about, and now I do not.
1: (laughs) You never reminded me what it was. Uh,
0: Yeah, so you had asked a few weeks ago, like, how does someone go about finding
1: opportunities to
0: network? Like, where do you even find all this stuff? Because... To me, it's second nature, Like, and, and even people I talk to who do a lot of referral networking, they're like, "Where? how do you even know that's a thing? How did you find that group? How'd you do this and that? So I thought it'd be good to just kind of go through some of the ways that you can find networking opportunities. Okay. So um, first one, of course, you did the booby bash. Yeah. And what you did there was you went to an event that was not specifically designed to be a networking event, but you made it a networking event because yes. if you're going to be around people and you're going to be talking to people, it's a networking event. So Green Day concert, probably not <laughs> unless, you know, you never know.
1: I guess it depends on what kind of business you're in, which non-networking events would actually be um, applicable. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Or would make sense for you to kind of network at?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay. All right. I episode think that's a great of, tip.
0: We're done. <laughs> Wrap her up. Um, no. So so this comes up a lot when I'm talking to with a new, a new client who's a small business owner who is not, is not used to networking. Uh, they're just getting started. They just started their own small business. And like the first thing I'll, I'll point them to is BNI. And I've talked about BNI on this podcast before.
1: You want to say what that stands yeah, for?
0: Yeah. It's Business Networking International. It, it is a worldwide organization. Tens of thousands, if not more of people belong in a lot of countries, um, and, in basically each chapter. So in Louisville, I believe we have about 25 chapters. Wow. Uh, and there are different times of day. Uh, there are different locations. It's kind of wherever you can get your group, you know, set up and meet, meet for about an hour and a half. Um, we get to know each other's businesses very well. We do our elevator pitch um and then we have one-to-one meetings outside of the meetings there's also an education component too that's very helpful there's a lot of podcasts there's a lot of stuff to help you Uh, it was founded by dr ivan Meisner, who's a big big networking guy and um the benefit i see to it uh especially for a small business owner just starting out especially in home services like bni is very very good for home service for plumbers electricians roofers they do very well in there. B two B, it's a little tougher, but that's a longer sales cycle, but it teaches you how to describe your business, how to pitch yourself, okay. how, to, how to say in 40 seconds, like what you do, who you help, who you're looking for, things like that, because you say it every week to a group of people who will give you feedback and help you refine that pitch. So when you're at a networking event and you're meeting new people, it's a lot cleaner and easier to state exactly who you are, what you do and who you serve.
1: And that's really important. Oh, yeah. Even if you're not in a network situation, even if you're just talking to potential customers, mm-hmm. it's one thing to say, oh, well I make websites. That's true, but that doesn't really give the breadth of what right. your services or your product is. Right,
0: And just trying to come up with that on your own, you know, by using chat GPT or watching a bunch of YouTube videos, it's way different to, Train yourself on doing it correctly in front of thirty or forty other small business owners who are going to give you feedback, and you'll know if if what you're saying makes sense to them. You're also educating them on who your ideal client is. So another big aspect of BNI is we share referrals. Like we hold each other to like accountability is one of the big parts of BNI. So we record everything like your attendance at the meetings, your one to ones, how many you do, how many visitors you bring, um, and how many referrals you pass. We keep track of the dollar amounts too. my chapter, which is, I want to say about 34, 35 people right now. We've gotten up as high as 40 while I've been there. We've been down to 28 during COVID.
1: So it's not just about networking with each other. It's also about helping you guys network outside of BNI. Oh Oh, yeah. That's very interesting. And we
0: also do a lot of uh, intermingling with other BNI chapters. So the, one of the unique things about BNI is, so in my chapter, there's only one person for each category. Okay. There's only one roofer. There's only one plumber. There's only one web designer, one mortgage broker, one real estate agent, you name it. And there are hundreds of classifications that could fall in. Some people like what they do is so niche. They're not going to find a lot of success. Like I, when I started BNI was when I was a private investigator and I was doing cybersecurity. Um, and And that just wasn't wasn't really bringing me a lot of business. I was a very good referral partner, but then over time, the members knew that I was very good at working on websites or fixing their email issues or whatever, and finally one of them approached me and said, "Hey, can you just build my website and that's that basically is what had me change change wow. tack. Yeah. anywho <laughs>
1: no, that's interesting, and I think that's good for people to know because um some people may not know where to network, but they might not also really understand. What to do to mm-hmm. network, or how it could benefit you, and I think that BNI seems like a really good resource.
0: It's a crash course, it, especially for a brand new business owner. You know, for a plumber who's who's done plumbing under the under the flag of another company for several years and goes out on their own, they probably already know about BNI, just because m- most business owners at one point or another have some exposure to it if they've been around for a while. Um, but it's the best way to just. A, get 30 or 40 other business owners listening for opportunities for you. Um, I mean, you know, look in, in our chapter, we have a, a very prominent real estate agent. We have a, a, a nationwide mortgage company represented by a very strong manager. So now you're talking about a, a, a big real estate firm, a big mortgage broker, and you go in there as a, you know, a startup plumber, you've got automatic referral partners. All you got to do is put the time in to, to learn about them, bring them value and educate them on what it is you're looking for, what areas you work in, what your strengths are, what differentiates you from other plumbers. And it's it's very, very valuable. And from what we've seen, so I've been in the chapter going on three years, uh, and I've visited many other chapters. So that's a big thing that that's kind of like next level that a lot of people don't necessarily do when they get into B&I is they just say, okay, I joined B&I, I've paid the fees, I'm here every month, give me my referrals. And they don't, they don't work the system appropriately. Luckily, when I first joined, I met um, a gentleman who's a photographer who was visiting our chapter from another chapter. Uh, shout out to Joe Holsey. Uh, and he said, hey, let's do a one-to-one. And I was brand new. So I said, yeah, great. We spent two hours together at Panera Bread just talking. So what Joe told me was what most people don't do that makes B&I so effective is visiting other chapters. So, yes, there's 25 chapters in Louisville. If I keep my sights focused on just my chapter, where I am one of 35 people and I'm the only web developer. Yes, I can get a lot of business doing that and I can give a lot of business. But if I also visit every other chapter in Louisville, every chance I get, then I become known throughout those circles. Yes. Especially chapters who don't have someone in the seat that you work in. Right. So that that right there, for somebody who's just getting started networking and has their own small business, that's the first place I would send them. It's BNI.
1: Do you feel like BNI would be just as beneficial to somebody who offers products? Yes. Okay. Um
0: not probably not as beneficial as services. Okay. But there are a lot of people our our regional director she she sells products. There are quite a few people in BNI that sell products. Okay. Um some of the uh, I know there's a president of another chapter who sells um skincare type okay. stuff too. Um
1: I think there's a little bit of a stigma and maybe I'm just like ultra sensitive, but I think especially for people who sell products um or makers, people who make things, there's kind of the stigma of like, oh, you're a you're a craftsperson or you're a um, this is your side hustle kind of thing. instead of really seeing it as like a legitimate business, like maybe you would somebody who is a roofer mm-hmm. or somebody who's doing web design.
0: We definitely have big, big differences in some of the like um, adT has members in almost every chapter. You know, it's a multi-million dollar nationwide company. And then we have local security providers that are also in chapters. So there are, you know, a lot of the insurance agents, like there's insurance agents in every single BNI. Some of them multiple because one of them will have the life insurance seat, one of them will have the whatever, car insurance seat. Uh, Lawyers, there's always a lot of lawyers uh, and real estate. So there's commercial real estate, there's you know, stuff like that. And
1: real estate agents seem to always be masters of networking.
0: Yes, that was going to be another one of my tips for finding ways to network. And that's, I love, I love seeing what other people do, maybe not necessarily in my industry and just stealing it. And from what I've seen, <laughs> no, I'm serious. So what I, what I have seen in, in learning about referrals and networking and all that is real estate agents do it very, very well because they have to. Uh, they rely on leads coming to them because it's not like they can just walk down the street and hope someone's looking for, you know, I'll take five real estates, please. It doesn't really work. <laughs> you know, and if if you're not top of mind when someone's looking for a property or sees a property they want, they're just going to call the name on the sign. Yeah. So real estate agents do it very, very well. And uh, insurance agents do too. Um, maybe not all of them, Maybe some of them just kind of focus on what they're doing, especially with, like, the nationwide brokerages. But I had I know several insurance agents who are members of a whole lot of lead groups in Louisville. Uh, and so those were people that I would just reach out to because, I mean, you know an insurance agent. You know a real estate agent most likely. Just ask them, hey, do you do a lot of networking? Where do you go? Um, another, another avenue to look at would be chambers of commerce. Okay. Uh, those are – in my experience, now I've only had experience with three of them because it's pretty much what there is in Louisville. Uh, there's the Chamber of Jefferson Town, there's the Chamber of St. Matthews, and then there's Greater Louisville, Inc., which is the Chamber of Commerce of Louisville, okay. which I just recently joined. Um, they're very B&I-like. Uh, it's the same people. Now, there, there are not. there's no exclusivity, so there could be 10 roofers in the chapter. Uh, what differentiates you there is showing up to the events because they always have a ton of events, especially larger chapters. They will have mixers they will have um panel discussions
1: and they also typically have a lot of free resources oh yeah for especially small business people
0: you can actually get your business insurance and your personal insurance through many chapters or through many chambers sorry they a lot of them like i know gli you can actually get your your insurance through it wow yeah and and employee benefits things like that so gli which is greater louisville inc which is the chamber of louisville it's very large organization. Like their mission is to grow commerce throughout the city. Um, and they, you know, they work closely with local government. They, they run very large, uh, events. I went to the ribbon cutting at the Myriad hotel down on Baxter Avenue the other night. Mayor was there. Um, there was probably a hundred people there. It was a really neat event. Very, very highfalutin got myself, uh, had myself some kind of drink. I couldn't. Did you to... wear
1: your cowboy hat? No, I didn't. Missed opportunity. I was wearing
0: the J hat though. Oh, it worked
1: because your name's Jay. That's
0: right, it works. <laughs> I'm a clown, <laughs> but it works.
1: At least you didn't wear the uh, bad bitch hat.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe wait until they get to know me a little better before I'm rocking the bad bitch. But um, yeah, uh, it was it was a really cool event. I also went to a ribbon cutting, so I'm an ambassador for GLI.
1: Oh, that's
0: that's me. That's my wheedling. <laughs> So I've I've been a member I've I've joined I joined a company who is a member of GLI and I've been there I've been to maybe four events but at every event I'm continually to just worm my way into higher I'll probably be on the board next year Yeah um,
1: <laughs> you're gonna but, be the mayor <laughs>
0: Yeah maybe but I'm the uh, I'm an ambassador now which which just means I try to make it to many of their ribbon cutting events and other events and then for the larger conference I will help you know check in people at the door things like that. But that's another great way to network. Um, Going back to BNI, a a really good way to network is to become part of the chapter leadership because you're much more visible. I was the president for a year. I've been on other committees and stuff. Um, The people who greet visitors—they're very visible. And when you're a visitor and you visit this chapter of forty people who all know each other and are in their own little conversations, uh, the people who spend who are like tasked with—and I'm not saying that. Everybody isn't welcoming, but people are in conversations and they see each other every single week. So those people who go out of their way to welcome you and to talk to you and that you see talking at the front of the room, they're who you're going to remember. They have their name on their hat. Right. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that's, that's another tip for like, you know, going into GLI and becoming an ambassador. And Pretty soon, it hasn't been made yet, but I'll have a cute little name tag that says J. Smith, Ambassador GLI, and I will...
1: Wear it everywhere.
0: Oh, yeah, I'll wear it all day, every day. Like, <laughs> Put it is... on your hat. Yeah, sir, sir, this is an Arby's. I don't care, I'm an ambassador. See the... Do I get a Coke? What do I get? Get some... My CPA. I know her because I'm in a BNI and i with her. I didn't have to just ask around and kind of fumble about to find an accountant. I yeah. got to know her through several one-to-ones, and when my business grew to the point where I needed an accountant. It was a no brainer. Right. Um, You know, when, when that's a really good point too,
1: because it's not always about like networking to find yourself business, but sometimes it's about having the connections to when you need something, you already have a rapport with somebody and you know where to go.
0: And then next, next level,
1: you can refer them to somebody else. When
0: I'm the person who always has an answer, no matter what you need, if you, if you, you say, oh, our roof, you know, we, our roof got wind damage. Oh, I can't get the, uh, you know, I can't get the Wi-Fi in the basement to work. The electrical's out. Anything. If I don't have somebody in my chapter I know, I know 40 people very, very well who probably know somebody. Or I can get on my BNI app and find somebody in another chapter and say, hey, I've got a lead for you. Because I know if they're in BNI and they've been there a while, I, I kind of know a lot more about them than I know about just anybody. Now, it doesn't mean I, I troll next door. And when somebody says, hey, give me a recommendation for lawn cutting, and everybody jumps in and blah, 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 and then you pick the person that showed up 12 times or whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: That <clears> – <throat> I, I don't know. that That's not really as much a lead. Um, I don't think you're really – you are kind of pulling on that no like, trust a little bit because you're asking the neighbors in your neighborhood who they've used. So you are kind of relying on that a little bit, um, but also you'll see the vendors themselves jump into those chats and yeah. – Call Dave. and.
1: Yeah. I just think like I, my long-term goal would be to be completely e-commerce, mm-hmm. but I really have grown my business starting with people I had easy access to, which was the local people sure. and my maybe involuntary networking uh, of, you know, building relationships with people and letting them know what I offer and stuff I think has helped grow my e-commerce sure. business or my referral of you know when somebody's looking for a gift online or whatever so I think that it can be beneficial I guess that's the point I'm trying to get across is how important it still is even if you think well I need to run Facebook ads or I need to grow my following online you that's networking is still a way you could accomplish those goals you already have but maybe grow in ways and get connections that could be more beneficial in the long run
0: yeah, well, and to that end, you know, I'm a web developer. I'm in your BNI chapter. We have a young lady who runs her own social media marketing agency in our chapter. So even if you're not ready to invest in someone to do that from the outside, you can still have a one-to-one with them and pick their brain and learn from them. And they're going to talk every week about what's important. Now, she brings up LinkedIn marketing a lot because we're mostly, you know, we're business owners. So LinkedIn is a big avenue for growing your business, particularly for B2B. She talks about it quite a bit. And she knows what she's talking about, and she's going to run workshops on it. Um, so, you know, whatever the resource you may need, that's a human library.
1: Well, after the booby bash, I did keep my eyes peeled for more networking opportunities too, and so I think that's important to open up. You know, be prepared, like the you said.
0: Particular activating system, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, has entered the chat.
1: Be prepared. Work on like your—I call it an elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what your business is, what it stands for, how you can integrate that into conversations. Um, and then really keeping your eyes open for those opportunities, because maybe it's not an event, you know, thinking outside of the box of where can I find opportunities? Um, like I wear a t-shirt everywhere. So as do most people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> that I made. Okay. Um, and so that's like a really easy way for me, especially because I have a product mm-hmm. to start a conversation with somebody anywhere. Sure. Anywhere people are is a networking opportunity for me because I. Can... <laughs>
0: <laughs> the creepy face really sold it for me.
1: <laughs> there are um,
0: victims everywhere.
1: Um, but we kind of touched on it too um, about looking for events in your area. Sure. When we were talking about, well, what are some places that we could go where we could network about our podcast? Yeah. And, I mean, there's 20 events every night, depending on what your interests are and what you're trying to promote or...
0: Facebook groups, Eventbrite, Meetup. It doesn't seem like Meetup and Eventbrite are what they were before the pandemic, Um, I look at them occasionally now and it's all online zoom type stuff, which is fine. And I know a lot of people really want to skew that direction. They're like, I don't want to meet people in person anymore. I'm like, well, you're just self-selecting out Uh, of,
1: but I mean, if you and Susan are going to go to the beer garden on Saturday night anyways, you're going to strike up a conversation with the people at the table next to an an
0: annoying degree. Yes, (laughs) I'm going to do that
1: and maybe it doesn't turn into a networking thing you know maybe it is more of just a uh, personal thing or Mm -hmm. entertainment thing but maybe if you have your eyes and your mind open and you have a pitch that you can organically (laughs) mix into a conversation that right there is a networking opportunity
0: absolutely
1: um and so that's what i would suggest especially to people like me who maybe are not super integrated into the uh, business community, is to find those little opportunities in your everyday life and the things you're already going to be doing. Sure, yeah, just the tip.
0: With <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that one's got staying power.
1: Just the tip, or my or my actual tip?
0: No, the tip itself is fine.
1: Oh, okay. Fine. Save Great. that
0: one. That one's going <laughs> in the recording bank. <laughs> Just the tip itself is fine. <laughs>
1: what what would you say is are the differences of maybe our listeners who don't have a small business or maybe they work for another small business? Um, the benefits of networking or tips for them? Because we do know some of our listeners are not necessarily small business owners. Um, what can they glean from our conversation about networking?
0: Um, I mean, it, it kind of depends on what benefit you're going to gain, you know, because this is time spent, you know, any, anything we talk about, if you're going to grow your business, whether it's through ads, marketing, networking, whatever, you're either spending money or you're spending time, you, you, it's not going to happen magically. And that's the, that's the trap everyone falls into when they dive down just the social media rabbit hole is they presume, well, it's free and you know, it's, it's minimal effort, but yeah, now what? So Um, if you're, I mean, if you're in a commission type situation or, you know, I know, I know some home services companies, their, their field techs actually get money if they upsell services, especially in carpet cleaning, things like that, because they will go for a relatively small job and then they will say, Hey, your sofa looks like shit. Like maybe we (laughs) could, uh, they don't say like that, but (laughs) I would, but, um, you know, something like that. Then definitely networking because you're essentially a salesperson and you're you know you make what you make by the hour with that company. But if you've got the opportunity to make significantly more by by selling more, then I think networking definitely makes sense.
1: That's a really good point too. That I don't know if you meant to make, but networking really essentially is selling yourself.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I'll back up on that just a little bit, just because effective networking is actually giving. It's it's and that's that's the. That's the marching orders and the, the motto of BNI is giver's gain. And that it's true. The more you give value to someone, the more you ask about what they do and take an interest in what they do, the more effective your networking is going to be and the more they want to see you succeed and help you out. So it's not, it's not as um, clinical as you're selling yourself, you're marketing yourself. You are, but you're doing it effectively if you're doing it by looking to bring value to the other person, mm. not just – Figure out a way to hack their emotions, or yeah,
1: that's where we were trying to pull this all back around. To, was it? I feel like. Okay. I feel like that. I mean, I'll was... take it,
0: but. Uh...
1: <laughs> I feel like we really pulled that back in. Did you? Do you? Yeah,
0: you okay. did good. Oh, I did good. Okay. Yeah, and we've we've brought this up on the podcast before. Cassie mentioned, and I think we even did an episode about it. Um, you know, what kind of side hustle? How can she maximize her income by? maybe adding a little bit to her income, doing a little bit of side hustle without going crazy and getting an LLC like you have now, <laughs> since you're all whatever. I'm a
1: real business person now. Um, well, I would think the first thing you have to think is how much money do you have to put in? So I would never, ever, ever suggest multi-level marketing um, because... How are you
0: going to get those people after us?
1: Hot take. Not <laughs> not, not really. Not for any other reason than you are going to have to spend money to start it. And most businesses you are, but if you're going to spend especially a significant amount of money to kind of kickstart something, um, you may want to invest in something that you can use to not make money also. So like I'm a maker, so I have kind of like a bias on this. Um, if I have to spend, let's say $1,000 to start a t-shirt business. Maybe six months, a couple of years down the road, I don't want to continue doing that as my business, but I can still use all of those things to make gifts for my friends okay. or um, as a hobby uh, versus multi-level marketing to typically, not always, but typically you're investing in somebody else's product to sell. Right. So it may not be a product that you can use all of before it expires. Uh, maybe it's uh, something that, you know, you have to have multiple of the same thing. You're obviously not going to need multiple of the same thing. Um, so I would definitely be wary of the multi-level marketing's not for may- m- maybe any of the other reasons that you've heard of from other places, um, but because of the investment in money, you're, you're maybe not going to get that back out in your business or after you decide, if you decide you don't want to have a side hustle anymore. Did that make sense? Yeah,
0: Absolutely. So we we learned, um, I mean, that's how Bayes Bakery got started. She taught herself how to make cakes, and it just kept growing and growing and growing. And if you watch their social media, she, they continue to add new things, like the cookie bars, and then they started doing breakfast sandwiches, and now they have uh, bougie coffee drinks.
1: Yes, and, and that's a great point, too, is that something she liked doing right. already. Yes. So if you have a hobby of something that you already like doing maybe explore how you could monetize that because you're you already enjoy doing it and most likely you already have some of the stuff to do it, right? Yeah. Like if you're baking, you most likely you already have an oven. So you're one step ahead of trying or to do something completely different. Yeah. <laughs> you have eggs, access to eggs or whatever. Right. Um, so that's a really good point too. And I know a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to do what I love as a business because it ruins it. And that, that's going to, that totally is a valid point, but it's a good jumping off point. If you don't really want it to be your full income, then you can kind of pick and choose a little bit more of what you want to do. You know?
0: Yeah. I can see that point. And I've seen, I've seen people post about that where, you know, not everything has to be a hustle and I get sick of people saying, you're so good at this, you should sell it. Well, that's the dividing line, right? Um, whereas Cassidy has an interest in expanding her income through a side hustle or through a gig or something like that, it makes more sense in my mind to do something you enjoy doing than to do something, you know, that you can't stand doing. Like, you know, if you can't stand cleaning, yeah, you can easily get a job with a house cleaning company. They are always hiring, pay very well. But if you do not want to go in other people's houses and clean up their nasty house, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to want to do it. It's going to be a drudge. You know, if you're already at a 40 hour a week job, not to say you hate the job, but you're paid to be there yeah. and it's your career, it's your salary, all that. You may enjoy it, but you're, it's not like you're driving right. passion in most cases.
1: And your side hustle doesn't have to be a business that you start. I mean, right. um, when I was, when I worked at Vans, I had a lot of part-time employees who had nine to fives, um, but they wanted a little bit of extra income They also wanted the discount, Mm -hmm. right? So now they're making a little bit of extra money, and then they're also getting a discount for products they're already going to purchase anyways. And so you don't necessarily... Your side hustle doesn't have to be you starting your own business or selling something that you make or um, a service that you're really good at. Maybe you go to Target or Starbucks Mm -hmm. and get a part-time job. Be transparent about what your schedule is because... You know, you're going to go to Starbucks every day anyways, right? right. Maybe you're going to get a discount now or, um, you know, a place that maybe you're interested in like a museum or, um, the zoo, something that already kind of gives you pleasure sure. and get a, get a part-time job at the zoo or wherever, you know, I mean, something that interests you, sure. you know, um, the, uh, lady who provides childcare for my best friend's son, She works part-time at a jewelry store because she loves jewelry and she's interested in the process of making jewelry and she wanted a discount. So she got a part-time job there. (laughs) So she spends
0: more money than she makes at both jobs (laughs) at her side gig.
1: I mean, not like – she's not like – you know,
0: Not driven, covered
1: yeah. in jewels. No, but it's just something I that be,
0: after hours. she
1: likes. She enjoys yeah. looking at the stuff and talking to people about it, it's something she has a general interest in. And so that was kind of an easy thing for her of, if I'm going to spend a little bit of extra time to make some side money, why don't I do something that is more fun and lower stakes sure. really, right?
0: Sure. Now um, to Cassidy's question though, uh, and and you kind of brought it up, if, if you're – if you're in a profession accounting something like that networking can be a very tremendous boon for your for your career because that's how that's how people get new jobs it's who you know i mean oftentimes new jobs are created because you've met someone and you're like i need to bring this person on our team
1: right you know the,
0: the stuff that we see on indeed or whatever linkedin jobs You know, by the time it's posted two days, there's 583 applications, blah, blah, blah. You don't even know if it's a real job. Sometimes they just post them because they have to check a box.
1: Or they're trying to traffic you.
0: Okay. Um, I guess that's another episode. episode. I didn't see that movie, but uh, cool. Um, That's... Fucking derail, or steal the-
1: your identity, or let's, it's some kind of scam. I guess you let's, know.
0: Let's grab the reins as we come around the mountain pass because I don't, I don't know where we're headed with any of that Liam Neeson nonsense. <laughs> 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 I mean, the fun. Jay
1: just needs to get on the internet. That's all I'm gonna say. Gonna- Everything that I've mentioned today <laughs> is well documented on the internet, what? which is where I got that information. Stop! Just stop. I didn't <laughs> make it.
0: Up. I wish you had. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't, I, if I had a point, it's gone.
1: Next. Well, I'm going to ask all of our worldwide listeners to set a goal, especially if you have your own small business, but even if you're one of our listeners who, um, is not a small business owner to find a way to network in the next couple weeks, especially going into the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be interacting with a lot of more people than maybe you would, Um, you know, don't turn Thanksgiving dinner into a networking event, but keep your mind and eyes open for opportunities to not only sell yourself, but to offer something to somebody else that will, um, enrich them and add to them and hopefully create a connection that you guys can grow your connections from. And I'm Angie.
0: I can't follow that. I learned from the best. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Jay. We'll see you next week on More Gooder Ideas. Bye. Thanks for checking out this episode of the More Gooder Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at More Gooder Ideas. And search us up on Facebook, the More Gooder Ideas Podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode.